come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s. And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. It's December, and I'm here with my brothers, Mike Minotti. Happy Holidays. And Chris Minotti. Ho, ho, ho. Got to do the Tim Allen. That's what I'm trying to do. Why did you bring up Tim Allen, Mike? Well, this is our Christmas episode this year. Is this our third Christmas episode? This is episode 30, by the way. Wow. Hard to believe. But yes, this is our third 30th episode and our third Christmas episode, and it is about Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, one of my favorite Christmas movies. With an E at the end. With an E at the end, yes, because it's not the clause the man. Clause is in the last line of a contract. Clause right. the clause. That's right. Well, AJ, what you uh, what, what else you guys say here before we can get going? Uh, you know, it, recently we had the actual 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, just a reminder, we had our interview with the directors of the film. So after this, if you haven't, go back and check that out because uh, it was good. It was fun. Pretty good. Pretty and, uh, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to get right into it. Mike, take me back. To November 11th of 1994. Well, that is the day that this movie, The Santa Claus, came out. And we usually like to like say what the number one movie was, uh, that, uh, you know, around the time of whatever we're talking about. It's never the movie we're talking about. No, the number one movie was uh, Vampire, uh, uh, Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. I must have written that wrong. Inter- no, Interview with the Vampire. Interview the with vampire. the Vampire. Okay, I read you it wrote, wrong. You wrote it right. You just didn't read it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I, said that. I just saw the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. Okay, Interview with the Vampire. Why is it just not called Interview with the Vampire? Obviously, it's chronicling a vampire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then the next weekend, Star Trek Generations is the number one movie. Then I think the weekend after that, the Santa Claus is the number one. Uh, like okay. Santa Claus, a little closer to Christmas. Yeah. Well, Christmas movies usually have really good legs, right? Because people start seeing, right. keep seeing it as they get closer and closer to Christmas. So these things usually do come out like early-ish November. And uh, that's what happened here. The number one song was I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. I'll make oh, love yes. to you. Yeah, everyone liked this song in elementary and middle school. At least we know this song this time. So yeah, right. we didn't. No it's idea. one of the few ones where we actually do. I remember there, there was like a jewel case for a boys to men CDAJ in your closet in the house we grew up in. It was just like always I in there. As soon that. as I walked I don't know in, where that came from. it was in some crate. Like the first thing I would see would always be this boys to men album that you never listened to. He was, to. He was rocking out to this song. Yeah. Uh, other interesting thing that happened uh, apparently on this day was that Bill Gates bought Leonardo da Vinci's Codex for $30.8 million. That kind of seems like a pretty good deal for that. I wonder if he still has it. Yeah, that's like, that's like 94 <laughs> money. Like, I wonder where that translates to right. today. This is before you got that Windows 95 money. Or did Windows 95 come out, like, well before 1995? No, I think I it know. actually did come out in 95, so yeah. It's all that Windows 3.0 money. 3.11. Well, excuse me. There you go. <laughs> all right, so let's... So, to talk about this movie, we really do need to talk about Tim Allen because he is so much of this movie, uh, really. Big, big star vehicle for him. His first one, really. So uh, Tim Allen started his comedy career in Detroit around 1975, right? He's such a Detroit guy, right? Super mm-hmm. blue collar, right? Um, he was famously arrested in 1978 and imprisoned for drug trafficking, which... Whoops. Like, everyone, like, this is, like, pretty common knowledge now, right? It's like that one yeah. of those weird... Yeah, I think, like, it's one of those things I think Disney was pretty happy to bury. Because mm-hmm. they, had, they had this kind of unwritten rule about not working with people with a criminal record. It's it's funny because these days, who knows if Tim Allen would ever have had a career with Disney or anybody? Because these days, everyone would know immediately. Yeah, and yeah. they'd be like calling for him to be yeah. done. Yep, Back then, it was relatively easy to keep that hush hush. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. A lot of people. He didn't got know. out of it because he snitched. Yeah, he snitched. Uh, that what he? Yeah, so he got yeah, out in 1981 right. finally, uh, and then he just uh, returned to comedy. Man, three. That's crazy. Three years. He was, a, yeah, he was in actual three, jail for three, three years, years. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's where he came up with it. <laughs> uh, all right. But, uh, and then his stand-up started taking off. He began appearing in us. He had his own specials, and he also started making the late-night circuits and all that stuff. Then in 1991, he got his big break in ABC's 
Home Improvement. Man, this was a, a, a sitcom staple. I, yeah. It was one of the first Love phenomenon sitcoms for us, really. That, that I can remember. I mean, yeah, I was seven in 91. Yeah. It's the first one I can really remember that was the like, first, watching on the regular. That was the first like boy crest I remember all the girls being really into. Yeah. JTT. JTT. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. who had his own Christmas movie. That's like one of the last things he did. Yeah. Remember, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I never uh, saw it, but I do <laughs> remember. You guys like Home Improvement? I love yeah, Home Improvement. Loved it. It's one of those few that if it's on, I'll actually watch an episode. Like Frasier, Seinfeld, you know, it's up there. Well, this was a fun fact. So when I was doing my film acting course at uh, Hollywood Studios in 2004, they filmed, or they had like the set, I guess, at, at Hollywood Studios in the mm-hmm. back lot there. So I assume they filmed it there. And they like, they took us in it like during one of our classes. And they like, oh, they like treated it like a museum. Like they hadn't touched it. It was still there, and like, well, like, they probably stopped filming things anyways, really. So they made right, but like, there's like this woman who's like the curator of it. She had like white gloves on. Was like, it like the house the or the, the the living room? Yeah. Did they have the uh, the set for his show? No, it was just, it was just like the, the living room. I always like, loved yeah. their house because it was like the open living room into the kitchen mm-hmm. and everything. It was very must have been awkward for her when they're like, "Well, we got to tear this down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> putting a Toy Story ride in here. <laughs> Don't worry, it's still Tim Allen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's still it's still close enough. Uh, so yeah, so he was in that. That show actually went to 1999. But then the Santa Claus would end up being his first big uh, feature film. Which I, I kind of like forgot that was the yeah. case. Yeah, his first one. Right? Yeah, you can find he had like small bit roles and other things. And he was in some kind of like um, stand up comedy film thing that just had like bits from a lot of different people. He's like one of the mm-hmm. guys in it. Right. But uh, yeah, this is his first like starring, uh, playing a character in a, in a movie. This yeah. is the first one. Um What's interesting, too, is his first book, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, also came out in November 1994. So at one point there in November, uh, Tim Allen was starring in the top TV show, Home Improvement, the top movie, The Santa Claus, and he wrote the best-selling book in wow. the country. It's a very good month. Not a, right, just November 94, a good time for Tim <laughs> Allen. Yeah, 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 Tim Allen on top of the world. But, but must have been much better than uh, that time he was in jail. Yes. <laughs> Quite the turnaround. <laughs> So Tim Allen wasn't actually like the first choice for this film, which isn't surprising considering he hadn't Usually started case, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually really considered Bill Murray, who wasn't interested because he had already done Scrooge, which is somehow still a Christmas movie I've never seen. Oh, wow, oh, and I it, yeah, it's, it's it's you know I actually did only see it recently, and I saw it, it, I saw it like in in college. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's you weird. should you should check it out. I love uh, Christmas Carol. I love watching yeah. different yeah, versions. Yeah, just take on it. it. So I don't. I just somehow uh, missed that one. Disney's yeah, also considering Chevy. Chase, which again, like kind of maybe a little too strongly attached to another Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tom S- uh, Selleck, which is interesting. Tom Hanks could have been neat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, thank goodness. So the, w- the way I mentally processed all these actors when I read your list is I, I tried to picture each of them in the scene where his beard grows in fast. Yeah. I feel like that's like a big reaction moment. I could see Tom Hanks doing it. I can see Chevy Chase doing it. I can even see Mel Gibson doing it. I can't see Bill Murray doing it. Looking like Santa. Yeah, like I can see him playing paternal. the sarcastic Scott Calvin. Y- yeah, yeah, but yeah, it definitely be a more sarcastic. Turning take on, on the it. warm for it. I-, I tell you what, Tom Hanks is definitely the one I could see sliding into yeah. this role the next yeah. best pretty easily. He would yeah. just be like, "I'm in big trouble." <laughs> <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> this, this is it. Be pretty easy. So there was some anxiety at the studio about Tim Allen doing it if he wasn't going to be if he wasn't like you know enough of a star yet. Because well, remember, like, film, films in the early '90s, especially like were so much about you went to a movie because. Jim Carrey was in it. Yeah, it was all the star power. Like, that's all it took to get you to go to a movie was who was in it. It was 94 Jim Carrey's ridiculous year where he was in, like, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Ace Ventura, and The Mask one year. Ace Ventura and The Mask were before. Dumb and Dumber, I believe, was 94. Now, I'm going to check. Yeah, yeah, there was a year he had three big When I'm wrong about movie. Well, it's just that when you're, it's just that, it's not that you're wrong, AJ. It's that you're so sure you're right. Well, this time I'm I'm copying that I might need a second. Maybe it was the span of a year, so mid-94 to mid-95. But I I remember, (laughs) like, in my mind, like the biggest stars in the world back then, because a lot of them happened to do like comedies that we saw were Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Allen, and Tom Hanks. I think I feel like there was one other. Oh, and Rob, I thought Robin Williams was one yes, of the biggest stars yeah. ever too, because they were like in a lot of the live action movies that we just uh, happened to go see. But yeah, so eventually they got over the anxiety. Tim Allen is cast into it. He he gets to be Santa Claus, which means uh, sitting in makeup for three to five hours. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, all the prosthetics, all the different stages of the prosthetics and the hair. The makeup and, and and the fat suit, which there, there is a behind the scene thing you can see where the, when the guy made the fat suit showing off, it includes a fat suit butt. Like oh, nice! It's fully modeled. A nice it. posterior. You gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have that butt. Yeah. Uh, also, real, real quick, sorry. Uh, Ace Ventura: The Mask and Dumb and Dumber were all '94. There you go. Wow. There you go. Anything you'd like to say to me, AJ? You should Dumb see and Dumber Mike. was the third one. 
I didn't say I wasn't saying hey, I'm he, the older yeah. age. Yeah, I was just saying they all came out in '94. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what is that? What he, he he's, mean? I'm a the third. He's one. reaching, Mike. That is, I'm reaching, that right? is the reachiest of reaches. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, the the, the fat suit butt doesn't open up, AJ. You can't reach that far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, the latex from that from that suit and the makeup would cost him Alan horrible rashes, scars, scratches. Infections. We always hear it's about like the, this. The Gimli problem. Yeah, Gimli was John Davis. I feel like it's not the speaker. I feel like those things are just uh, incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, it, I, it's amazing when people do agree to do like a second and a third. And what? Whenever they do the sequels, they always seem to improve it. Like I remember the girl who was Mystique. She would say like by like the yeah. third one, it was like so much easier than an original well, one. She's literally mm-hmm. just wearing like latex everything, and it's and horrible. Another actor, uh, Dave Bautista, is really vocal about that too with Drax. Drax you yeah. Know? And he's so he, saying, this is my last one. I just can't take the makeup anymore. And he would, and Tim Allen would say in the sequels, they would kind of improve things so he could breathe a bit more. Because uh, in the first movie, he could last uh, six hours as Santa because of the poor ventilation, uh, which actually seems like a pretty long time for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, being right. that suit. Being miserable. Like good stretch. I bet, and acting, being cheerful. You're Santa Claus. You got to be yeah, like. I, I bet Tim Allen was just a peach by hour six. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was nice to everybody. Uh, so it wasn't just the uh, it wasn't just the makeup that was problematic for Tim Allen. The costume was also a bit of an issue because you you see in the movie it's very nice, it's beautiful, it's velvety, and it has all these decorations, including all these little bells, mm-hmm. which probably looks like a great idea. But they made a lot of noise, so in all of the like raw on set audio, it was just all ruined because there's just bells ringing everywhere. Did you take the little ringers out of the bells yeah, or, or make them plastic? No one thought of that apparently. So uh, he they had to do a lot of ADR uh, re recording his dialogue. Whenever he's wearing that suit, mm. which seemed to be. So nice I gotta say, like a lot of times, like fake beards in movies can look really bad. Yeah, but I feel like the one, like all the stages of fake beards in this movie, actually do all look pretty good. Yeah, it helps that we've never really seen Tim Allen's beard. Right. Like I, I there was an interview with um, Seth Rogen. I saw where he was talking about having a beard for that uh, movie he did, The American Pickle. Yeah, yeah. And he like because they had to film it twice, where he had the beard as the one character, and then without as his other character. And he said like the problem is like. People have seen you with a beard, and the second that you put on a fake beard, you know it's fake because you know what a beard on me sure, looks like. Yeah. So that's why they didn't do it. They actually grew a beard for him. So it, it's impressive, I think, that that it looks as good as it does in this movie. I wonder if that first stage of the beard when he wakes up is actually his. Yeah, that one looks. Yeah, like but that one's got to be. Yeah, let it grow in. Maybe it's like, all right, take a week, everybody. Yeah, take a week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that was the first thing they shot. He came back that day. He just had the beard. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, shoot some Charlie scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, something like Speaking that. Speaking of Charlie. Speaking of Charlie, so let's talk about some of the other characters in this movie, which includes Eric Lloyd as Charlie Calvin. Uh, so Eric Lloyd here is a child actor who uh, actually started acting in uh 1989 at least on screen he showed up in the wonder years the show hmm. um he, he would play young the younger version of kevin arnold the main character uh he first showed up in an episode called bright wing i believe he did it for several episodes so kind of whenever they needed a younger uh kevin they would go to eric lloyd his first big movie role was in 1993's heart and souls which uh well, apparently is a robert downey jr oh, movie and he would he would play the younger version again of robert downey jr's character there's a lot of him playing younger versions of characters right. as a thing here right uh some of his other bigger movies he started in 1996's dunstan checks in do you remember that yes I my do. wife the monkey. loves that movie yeah you can't you can't with that movie like that can never be a big deal today a lot of people saw that movie back in 1996. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, movie kid and a monkey in a hotel. What's hundred million dollars? Well, yeah. for one, like the, free Willy. The, yeah, or, these uh, days the monkey would be CG and look terrible. Right. They yeah, would, they, they wouldn't train a monkey. A monkey. Mm-hmm. That's too much work. Oh, it looked like the new Tom and Jerry movie kind of just reminded me of Dunstan checks in. Are Tom and Jerry like running around in a hotel and like the girl works? Yeah, but but they're like them? animated. Oh, is that like oh, not? Oh, well, yeah, that's okay. Aside from the fact, yeah. I thought you're. I thought you're making a point to what AJ said. No, I'm just saying like the. Yeah, plot, yeah, I see what you mean. The hotel. Yes. Yep. He checks in. Anyways, he was also in 1997 Batman and Robin as a young Bruce hey, Wayne. Huh, I I've seen I, Batman and Robin an embarrassing remember. amount of times. I do not remember. Yeah, I, was just scene. Say, I don't remember this. It must have been like a flashback to you know Martha's pearls getting ripped off in the alley yeah, every time <laughs> yep. something or another yeah i do not remember show those pearls falling and hitting the ground in slow motion hey, but hey eric lloyd could say he was batman true go like, oh, over bruce wayne at least yeah kind of interesting little factoid uh some of his baby teeth were falling out during production so he would sometimes have to wear dentures while filming i think this was mostly he had two bottom front teeth that came out and you could kind of see sometimes there's <laughs> like a big gap there and two very like two teeth there that look yeah, very sure. close together. I'm like, okay, those are probably prosthetics. Especially in HD, it really pops out. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, he actually was going to be in the movie even more, as, as much as he's already in it. There's a lot of scenes that were cut, like, over 30 minutes, which was Charlie, like, at school wow. and, like, kids bullying him. Kind of, like, him dealing with it more. Uh, Release the Charlie cut! <laughs> I think we're okay. I mean... It's all like an hour thirty seven minutes. I think is what the movie is. That's pretty good for a Christmas good. movie. I don't need yeah. it much longer than yeah. that. And I think keeping it from the perspective of Calvin. Again, if this movie did come out today, we would have those scenes, and it would be like a hundred fifty yeah, minute like, long oh movie. My goodness, and already. So even though he was so young when he started this, uh, it, it is Eric Lloyd who returns as Charlie Calvin in both of the sequels. Which yeah, it's cool. I think that's a neat role. But uh, his last movie role was in 2011 in a slasher film called Chrome Skull Laid to Rest 2. Nice, nice. Oh, he wasn't in the first one. New character. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. Chrome Skull. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, he started a production and post-production music company with his old college roommate. And the production company is called LP Productions. And that's that's the last thing you can find about him online, at least. So his acting career seems to be done. He's now in the production career. All right. That's a good for him. But hey, look, he's not, you know, he's not jail or crazy like a lot of child actors. So good for yeah. him. Well, he didn't go to jail like Tim Allen. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> for years. Look at that. I wonder if, like, do they have, like, reunions? What is it like when when, when Eric Lloyd sees Tim Allen? That, that's just Dad! the fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get real Santa weird Claus. about it. Something like that. Uh, so then Randy Krusen is playing Laura Miller, which is uh, Tim Allen's ex-wife in the film. She first appeared in TV and movies in the early 80s. Her first break, uh, breakthrough role was in 1991's The Doctor. Anyone anyone see The, doc, the Doctor? No. Can't, can't say The Doctor. You this next wa- one I have. You ever just, wanted, ever just wonder what it would be like to watch the most random old movies? Like 1991's The, the Doctor. Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> or like that. older, older, I'd, like Turner Classic Movies will have on some. So that was all, that's almost that's like prestigious different. now. Yeah. This is like just some random trash from the 90s. Yeah, and there was so much of it, too. <laughs> and I say trash, someone's going to be like, this movie was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Her, her other biggest role was actually um, in uh, Air Force One, oh, uh, 1997. Was she was the first lady, so she yeah. plays Harrison Ford's husband. She's Harrison Ford's husband. She's Tim Allen's husband. Uh, so, you know, uh, good for her. She, she's also the female lead in 1999's Bicentennial Man. Okay. Bicentennial Man's a weird movie. I That's love that movie. movie growing I up. love that movie. And yeah. I didn't, it's kind I of was weird like movie. upset when I found out people don't like it. Yeah, right? That, that it's a bit melodramatic. Oh, it is, but it's good. I've never seen Air Force One somehow. What? Oh, man. Get off my plane. <laughs> man, you would love it. I know. I you would. You especially would love it. She also returns for both sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is nice. And she, they, a lot of them, they all do really. Yeah, we'll see. But she, uh, she's still, <laughs> yeah. she's still acting pretty regularly today. Still, so cool. Good for Wendy Crusoe. Next up is Judge Reinhold. My boy, trial with Jay Reinhold <laughs> as Doctor Neil Miller, probably the best character. Oh yeah, especially uh, at least I, the best well, punchline. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm not gonna say he did like a bad job or anything. Yeah, it's, like the character's fine. It's just. The, the 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 way Tim Allen treats him in the oh movie is what gosh. makes the character well, it, so good. It's, it's almost like um he's he's the stand-in for um what's the what's his sidekick on Tool Time in Home Improvement? Al. Al. He's like yes. the Al of this movie, right? Yes. Like yeah. Tim Allen is very funny when he's just kind of has a punching bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah, like the zingers against Neil, especially like the first half of the movie, are <laughs> incredible. Like yes. I've we've seen this movie what a hundred times. Yes. I'm still cracking up. Yeah. Every movie watch it, just very well delivered. <laughs> It's, it's great stuff. Yes, it's very good. He, he also started his uh, on-screen career in the early 80s, uh, including a role in 1981's Stripes. Okay, now, I, I feel like I'm broken record. I've never seen Stripes. This, you should see that. Yeah, that doesn't everyone... So good. No, people, that's not one of those movies people like the first half a lot and don't like the No, that's, no, that's um, Full Metal, Metal Jacket. jacket. <laughs> Mike, this is Bill Murray and John Yeah, Candy. no, but I, I heard people don't like the second half because then it actually becomes kind of a real war movie or something. It's not as funny. Like, the boot camp... It's the same well, that thing is where the boot camp part yeah. people like... Hmm. And then I don't know. know. I don't know. I I'm not sure. I'll admit, I haven't seen Stripes since high school, probably, but yeah, still. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll watch Stripes. He's, he's been in a lot of notable 80s movies, including Gremlins, Beverly Hills Cops, Fast Times at Redmond High, and War Games. Would you like to play a game? Mm. Fast Times at Redmond High. Yeah, I would say Redmond. I wrote Redmond High. You didn't see that one either, did you? I wrote Redmond High. <laughs> I didn't see <laughs> Fast that's Times. That's probably his biggest role yeah, in that's, Santa that's Claus. Yeah, my, I still yeah, I didn't see that one. Mike Sawyer's get with the well, movies Well, I did here. see this. He was nominated for an Emmy for his role in Seinfeld, oh in which he gosh, played I love the close talker. talker. He was nominated for an <laughs> Emmy for being so the close talker. <laughs> He's so great. I love him. Yeah. I didn't even realize that until I read it. I was like, oh, my God, that is him. That's yeah, right. right. Uh He also came back for both sequels. Yes. And I love the difference in the character where he's accepted it. He's like this giddy child in the sequel. Right. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like no, like I remember as a kid, just because I was a kid, I was like, 
Oh, uh, who's the new dad? That's a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah right. like I watch it now. I'm like, he's a perfectly supportive uh, yeah, parental doing, figure. Yeah, he's right. worried about the kids' well-being. Well, it's like as a kid, it's like I'm like I get I was mad at the adults for not believing in Santa Claus. As like an adult, I'm like like call the cops now. <laughs> 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 like do something, help. His uh, last credit acting role was in 2017. Although Netflix is apparently trying to make a Beverly Hills Cop four, and he might return for that. Right. Like I said, dude, his, 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 I referenced it earlier, but his appearance on Arrested Development is so good. Why? Is you that remember? the one our man? No, that, no he, that? They were doing the mock trial for the Bluth family, and it was like the pilot for the new reality show, Mock Trial with Jay Reinhold. Yes. Oh, yes. Because yes. his name is Judd. Yeah. Right. And he didn't understand. <laughs> like, they play it off like, like this gag where like, he doesn't understand that Judge is a title. He just, to him, that's just the first name. <laughs> so, like, someone's talking and goes, yeah, this Judge Judy guy, I never heard of him, but he's making like millions of dollars doing his own court show, and I figured I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then Judge it was uh, it was William Hung singing the theme song, Mock Trial. Yes. And it was like, it was William Hung and his hung jury. <laughs> so they're doing it. Hey, this all doing, sounds completely made up to me. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I it's believe Because then they're doing the trial, like they, they I don't know, like some evidence gets entered. Like he goes, uh oh, looks like we've got a mistrial, but we've also got a hung jury. Mock <laughs> trial. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, David Crumholtz is Bernard the head elf, uh, which is the other best character in this movie, probably. Yes. It's so funny. He's so his- angry, though. Well, that's what's funny. He's, yeah. He plays against type. What's funny is Dave, David Crumholtz, who, like, I've seen him in other movies. He was in um, Super Bad. Yeah, he's, that, he's in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. He always sounds like an upset 40-year-old. But then you watch this movie, he still sounds like an upset 40-year-old, but he looks like a 12-year-old. That's it's like, thing. It, like you're a child in this movie, but you still sound the same. Why? I wonder how old he was when he filmed this. Maybe Gosh. he was like 20. I'm not sure. I don't know. He looks pretty young Like <laughs> like when you look at his face. He first showed up on screen in 1993 with appearances on Law and & Order and also on uh, Adam's Family Values. I never saw Adam's Family Values. I've seen the first yeah, Adam's Family. Uh, they, uh, he, his biggest role probably is starring in CBS's drama series Numbers, mm-hmm. with the three being the E. It was on for a long time. Yeah, from 2005 to 2010. In fact, he was doing that when Santa Claus 3 happened. So even though he came back for Santa Claus 2, he was not in the Santa Claus 3, and he was sorely missed. Okay, yes. so quick, quick, they got that other kid. Quick disclosure. Never saw Santa Claus. Well, see, no, I no, yeah, I have no. seen Santa Claus so three. Is Bernard in Santa Claus three? And they re- no, 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 okay. no, there's just some. There's there was a kid. Remember, in, yeah, the kid in Santa Claus two. That's like the the assistant, the little Bernard British kid who's like Bernard's assistant becomes right. like the head elf. Yeah. they don't they don't explain what happened to Bernard. <laughs> He's dead now. He's gone. He fell off a roof. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, he was about sixteen when this came out. So interesting. Fifteen when it was filmed. Interesting. Yeah, he already had a pretty. He's like, yeah, he's like our buddy Paul. He's had a deep voice ever since he came mm-hmm. out of the womb. I guess. <laughs> yeah. David uh, Krumholtz was also in the Harold and Kumar movies. Uh, so it was weird when I was looking at his like latest credit. One of them was in this January of this year. He played fake Drew McIntyre, the wrestler, on an episode of WWE's Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't watch WWE anymore. I so you missed this one. No, huh? A-E-Dub, A-E-Dub. So I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea what the context for that was or why they had to hire uh, you know, David Crumholds to do it, but that, that happened. That was the thing. Those are the biggest stars here. The director is John Pasquine. Wait, did we have Pasquines in school, Chris? Yeah, Jim Pasquine. Well, it, you don't have to tell people's full names. I you mean, only get his address Jimothy. and, and, and his phone number. <laughs> to, actually, it was John. It was John. It was <laughs> this <great>. guy. <laughs> so John here became established in the '80s as a sitcom director. He was. Uh, he did shows like Family Ties, Growing Pains, uh, Alice, and New Hearts. He also directed Roseanne's entire second season. Well, because the series, dude. Yeah, I guess so. But that's he. A, that's a John Goodman reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> a thing from you're me like Big I was a Lebowski. Crazy person for a well, you're you're going on about a show that's not completely made up about Judge Reinhold playing the judge, <laughs> and it sounded like utter nonsense. So, uh, so director John Pasquin here also did was it 39 episodes of Home Improvement. So he had established a relationship with Tim Allen. Well, do you, do you know was that before or after the Santa Claus? Since they started before, okay. Yeah, so he had, he had a relationship with him here. I wonder if that is part of what got him cast. I, I believe so, okay. yeah. I think it's because he had a relationship with Tim Allen already. He was used to directing him, and again, it's his first movie. So Santa Claus is uh, going to be John Pasquine's first feature here, but he would go on to direct Jungle to Jungle. I liked Jungle. Yeah, I liked Jungle. I, all, these, all these great movies I haven't seen. Jungle to Jungle, I've seen that many times. You know what I, remember the, what I remember the most about that is the 
extreme heavy promotion on the Disney Channel. For yeah, that was everywhere. It was everywhere, and they were they, doing a ton of behind the scenes stuff, which was yeah, kind of they were marketed doing, that. Movie they were showing hard. off like the shoes that JTT would wear, like the fake feet. You know, was it JTT? I, I don't was J, I don't think JTT played. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I thought it was. I no, think I think they, they marketed him as a teenage heartthrob. I don't think it was JTT. Wow. In, yeah, you, I think, I think you are right. Yeah, in my he, head, yeah, because you he, are right. Tim Allen's son in the yeah, movie, mm-hmm. right? But I tell you what, I bet that movie wouldn't fly today. Jungle no. to Jungle. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. A lot of the jokes were about how haha, African customs are weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pro- not not so much. Uh, he also directed Joe Somebody, Miss Congeniality Two, Armed and Fabulous. Nobody likes that one. <laughs> he went on to direct seventy three episodes of Tim Allen's two thousand eleven sitcom wow. The Last Man Standing. They had a good working relationship then. Anybody ever right. watched Last Man Standing? I, I never did. It was around for like nine it was around seasons. for a while. It bounced around some networks at some yeah. point or another. Uh, yeah, that, that was a whole thing. I mean, it was like kind of at the like the end of the sitcom era, really. Yeah, right? sure. What sitcoms are there anyway? Uh, he would not direct either of the sequels, though. That would be Michael Lembeck who would do that, that, who's not a super notable director from what I can see. If he's listening, I apologize, Michael. I don't mean it. <laughs> Look, you did it. You made it, buddy. <laughs> you record Hollywood films. Great. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> the writers are Leo Benvenuti. 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 And Steve Rudnick. This uh, duo always wrote together. They started in 1991 with The Carol Burnett Show. They would also write Space Jam. What? The original. Who knew? Right? Pretty good stuff there. And Kicking and Screaming. Remember Kicking and Screaming? With Will Ferrell, right? I remember that was one of Will Ferrell's first other big movies right after Elf, which is funny. Elf. Christmas movies. Yes. With the soccer soccer one. He's a oh, he's like, yeah, soccer yeah, that player. was like that guy. Will Ferrell was in the string of like, here's this guy who doesn't look like he's really good at this sport, but he's good at this sport. Right, but that wasn't like it wasn't that it wasn't like a kooky thing like that. He was just like a coach for like. A, a okay, this is coming yes. back. Yeah, you know? with kids. I think I saw it actually. Yeah, this wasn't. This isn't like Adam. It's like McKay, a green mile. super goofy. Yeah, this is like, the green family. mile. The no. green. No, no the green. Oh no, not the green no. mile. No. <laughs> the big green. The big green. Green mile. Very different movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a great family fun adventure. You should sit around the fire. Oh, we get by somehow, don't we, Mr. Bojangles? Yeah. <laughs> now kiss that goat. Oh, I, I was out at a bar. It was like a Friday night. We're all trying to have fun. They had freaking Green Mile on. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to have a good time, and I'm watching this. I was depressed. I felt it awful. I was wanting to say, like, turn this off. Please. Uh, put put anyway, C-Span yes. on. I beg you. I'm trying to vibe here. Anyway, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, which also has death in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, though. <laughs> yeah. He vanished. So in, the, wave, mov- in <laughs> the movie The Santa Claus, Tim Allen is Scott Calvin. He is a divorced father, a uh, successful uh, executive at a toy company. He's in marketing. Yes. That's me. But he's struggling to develop a meaningful relationship with his son. Uh, he, Tales old as time, man. Yes, yes, yes. Just can't kill Santa. Well, All you things know, are free. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but this was back when TVs and movies were, were uh, teaching me the concept about like parents being divorced and stuff. Yeah, like this, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire and this. Yeah. Like, oh, it's this, right? I do appreciate, though, in this movie, like, it's not like a plot point, like, oh, they're going to, like, get, they need to get back together. Yes, that's, that, yeah. that's never a thing, right. you know? And, yeah. like, him, him and her aren't that antagonistic to each other, really. Like, you know, there's some... There's some stuff. jawing, yeah. But yeah, but nothing too crazy. Even the stuff with Neil, which is, like, rude at worst, but sometimes kind of funny yeah. and good. Even Neil, like, and kind Neil. of cares about him a bit, or maybe just wants to get money from him for his psychiatry. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how he's funding the whole operation, yes. Alimony. Right. right. But anyways, uh, so, you know, through a series of events, Scott Calvin becomes Santa Claus when he shouts at Santa Claus on his roof, and Santa Claus falls down and dies! Oh, no! <laughs> he, He's dead. He's uh, a corpse. Santa Claus dies in this movie. He's not a corpse. He's, he's gone. Well, <laughs> he's lying there. And he waves. He's fine. He waves. But again, he he waves. disappears. Well, wait a minute. He accepts the end. Yeah, there's a lot of questions there. Uh, it is a pretty incredible that that uh, that the kid is able to hear Santa Claus on the roof. Doesn't happen often. I, I was going to say, so, okay. I, I ha- mean, look, we're poking plot holes now in the Santa Claus. I, ha- I, good I, ha- I have my, 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 my backstory to this movie. I, I believe that that Santa Claus is a bad Santa Claus. Because, again, he gets caught very easily and obviously, like, yeah. just making too much noise on the roof, like, amateur move. 
He's gone. None of the other elves seem upset about this. They're like, oh, new guy. Cool. Yeah, they just keep on. working. They didn't care. I don't think anyone liked him. I think he was only standing for a couple of years. He's bad at the job, and they were glad to be rid of him. Bernard was just upset he had to deal with explaining everything again. Yeah. It's pretty funny. When they get back to the North Pole, Like nobody seems to be like, Santa's dead. We're in mourning now. They're like, ah, oh, new Santa. You killed him. You had to. You or else you wouldn't well, be here. maybe didn't kill him. You know, it was an accident. But you know what would have been a more obvious a murder? <laughs> a murder in what? Is what if what what if uh, Scott Calvin shot Santa Claus because he thought he was a home invader, wow. and this was apparently the original idea at oh one my point. Gosh. That's one way to do it, right? Can you imagine <laughs> that? I mean, you can almost see it. Like, oh yeah, he like because he thinks it's somebody breaking into the house, so he right. goes yeah. inside with a gun, sees the weird man up there, and shoots and kills him. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is apparently the one who's like, no, <laughs> good call, Jeffrey. Probably a he good idea. It. Probably a good call yep. there. He shot that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's We're the dads. <laughs> yeah. So so that's so through some beautiful um stop motion and compositing effects, they go on a many adventures delivering presents. They go to the North Pole, they meet the elves, which are they look like children, which was a good move. They're not like they are children. They well yeah. they're no, they're elves, you know, AJ. They're not children. They're thousands of years old. Shout a bunch of child actors, it helps. It works right, out. Right. But there's some movies that have elves that are kind of like weird looking or I, I want, you know. But I like this interpretation of them. Just the whole design of the North Pole is really cool. And it works because, you know, the movie is set in like modern day Chicago. So you get to this like very whimsical North Pole. It creates like a really cool contrast. Like like you said, they get there. They're very clearly on a sound stage. Sure, yeah. But you buy into it because it's, it's just so yeah. fanciful. They did, they did build a pretty big set for the actual yeah, workshop. Oh, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty nice. Yeah, got to point out that ballroom in the background. Because yeah. <laughs> you see there's... There's balls, balls bouncing. Yes. Later, they like change Leverage the sign, it. and it becomes like a different room, and he runs by. And, and they, like, they run by that. It was the door candy room. Yeah, it's a candy. Yeah. it's a candy room. When the elves are running at the end before they fly, they run just back and forth and fill in differently. <laughs> How cozy are Santa's quarters, though? I don't, I, I don't think I want puppets in my room all the time. Yeah, the puppets uh, are a little weird. Are they magic puppets? Or the, are there, there, is there someone back there? Yeah. <laughs> You're that, trying to sleep and they're yelling at you. I know what you do want, though. You want that goblet that Judy oh, serves yes. for yes, I do. That Let's get those goblet. remade. Come on. Yeah, someone's got to be. Someone who's, who's into pewter. Let's, let's get on Etsy. Someone's got to be making it. Right. So Santa learns that he's uh, he's got uh, 11 months or so to get his affairs in order. He's going to come back. Uh, he wakes up the next day. He thinks it's a dream. Charlie doesn't. And then this kind of act two is this whole him slowly turning into Santa Claus, coming to terms with it. And also everybody being concerned that he is Santa and Charlie's troubles with that. And, all, and that's a lot of the drama in the middle part of the movie. And it, that, that's like it's very grounded and realistic and mm -hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, because even point. he experienced it, and he still doesn't believe it. Right, you know, right. For for a while, and we get the fun effects with him. You know, a lot of the fat gags and a lot of the uh, you know the beard growing. He yep. shaves this is also where my plot holes come up again. Yeah. Okay, we've established that you know he shaves and like instantly goes back. And Why now, doesn't he just do that in front of? Yeah, somebody? be like, hey everyone, look, <laughs> plop, <Nice>. see, <laughs> there, fun. He was so oh. close with the doctor. Yeah. He asked. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the doctor, the worst doctor <laughs> yeah. in the history of medicine. Okay. I go to my doctor and say, doctor, something's wrong with me. I put on 35 pounds in a week. What'd you eat? Some cookies. 45. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, some cookies didn't put 45 pounds on me in a week. Then you go listen to my heart and it plays jingle bells. And you're like, well, see you next time. Like, no. <laughs> Good luck. No. Get me to a specialist. Go to the ER. Something. Anything. They would just end up dissecting him. Ew. <laughs> They would just get latex. Yeah. Hormonal imbalance. Well, could you check? <laughs> yeah, right. Could you do some blood work? I don't know. <laughs> something. Uh, so so this this goes on for Ben until Scott just completely turns into Santa Claus. Charlie finally uh, kind of convinces him it's all real. So he, he buys into it. Bernard shows up. They go off. And he takes Charlie with he him. He kidnaps Charlie. He, he does just straight up kidnap Charlie. Yeah, bad move. I mean, you know. Right. Give, give a little heads up. Now, of course, we need some drama in the last act of the film that, that that's the drama is like oh he, he's missing and then they arrest scott calvin and they have to yep. break him out but also they still wonder from the police and everything but then it all turns out okay uh through the through the magic of believing aj even neil believes yeah. so we have to point out too there's that scene where they're uh they're, the, the the police are like doing looking at their sketch and they're like this is our suspect scott calvin 38 years old and i just went oh god you're not what are you aj 37 not yet though that's all right one more year. Oh. One more year, and I could be Santa Claus. I, I remember Dad's over the hill party. When he yeah, when he turned 40. <laughs> thinking, wow, Dad's old. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an old man now. Oh, no. Yeah, it goes around, comes around. Uh, so, yeah, so he goes off. and uh, goes, ELFS come and bust him out. He bust him out. Elves on jetpacks. And that, that, that kid who's the head Alpha of the ELFS, yeah. very 
I don't know what it is. There's a he has a weird way of delivering his lines. Well, it's kind of he has it's too many cocky. lines. Well, it's what Bob's, he has too yeah. many lines. <laughs> yeah. Such a small character. Like he goes up to the roof and he like he like explains slowly like we are going to fly now. We find it is useful when we fly. And like just they're trying, they're trying to console the kid. Yeah. He's scared. It's his fault. The kid should have known not to go off with Santa. <laughs> he may say yeah. bye to his mom. Then he calls the mom. When the, the, well, the, the what, what happens with like the sleigh the reindeer during all and that? They disappear magically because Char- the adults are looking. But then later, they but, but they up. abandoned Charlie uh, there look, look. Yeah. <laughs> on the roof. Uh, I go comment. I mean, oh, any movie in which Santa Claus is real has a million. People. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it is. It's just you just have to kind of have fun with it. You have to go along with it. And this movie does avoid a lo- avoid a lot of the cliches. I have a friend who doesn't like who, whose favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. Because Chevy Chase in that movie loves Christmas. Like, so so often Christmas movies are about a person who doesn't like Christmas. They don't get it. And, you know, all, they have to get kicked, you know, dragged into a kicking and screaming. And then they come around. Scott mm-hmm. Calvin never hates Christmas. In fact, he's, like, the one who stands up for Santa Claus in the beginning right. of the mm-hmm. film and, and all that stuff. He just becomes befuddled by the circumstances and his struggles to develop a meaningful relationship with his child and all that. But yeah, then so, you know Santa's free, everyone's happy. Neil gets his weenie whistle, flies off. He comes back whistle. ten minutes later, and even though they had the big talk about I can't be with you all the time, then he ah, you want to come with me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, right. I would like that. Forget about that. Ten minutes ago, so that's something they just, just a short ride. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. It would gross one hundred and forty-five point three million dollars in the U.S., which would be about one hundred eighty-nine <laughs> million worldwide. That's a lot in nineteen. Pretty good. Ninety-four. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. In fact, it's still the tenth highest-grossing Christmas movie. Of all time. That surprises oh, me. They're all this time. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on that long. Yeah. Well, there, for, there was a big dry spell there. I feel like in kind of in between like this and the Grinch. Yeah. Well, after the Grinch, you had like Polar Express. Uh, and then like. Oh, how did Elf do in uh, theaters? Elf did very well, but Elf was like 2002. Elf is after Polar Express. Yeah. Uh, so there's some stuff like the 2000s. Maybe the the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. That that made some money too. But the number, you know, what the number one is of all time? You probably do because you're reading my notes right now. But it's actually the newest Grinch. The I, was, I thought that, that was a typo for a second. 2018 Grinch. Yeah, well, inflation. <laughs> I think it's going. It's helping yeah. that one. Up. I, I do think a lot of people also saw it. But I, I remember the, the Jim Carrey Grinch. I mean, wouldn't that come out? 2000, 2001? Right around there. That was one of the first movies I remember where it was like this phenomenon. And, well, because they, the really, they were really crazy. being coy about like what he looked like as the Grinch. Yeah, everyone the saw, were awesome, yeah. Everyone saw that photo he did at like a press junket where he like without makeup, he, the he smile, just did yeah. the smile like before the movie's being made. So it's like, oh yeah, he could do it. What's it gonna be like? And they like remember like that like that one trailer where they finally showed yeah, it. Yeah, he, he jumped out. Here the 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 the, yeah, the Grinch. Oh yeah. What's funny to but, me is to me there's such like a, a large amount of separation between the Jim Carrey's The Grinch and the Santa Claus. I bet to like your kids, those look like movies from around the same about right, time, yeah, right? Right. I mean, in my mind there was a huge separation between Home Alone and the Santa Claus, and that's like a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> So that's crazy. So, so guys, uh, what are some of your favorite moments from this movie? Uh, honestly, the, the just those quick like jabs at Neil have got they're, just they're, so they're the best. They're, they're so, so funny. Mm-hmm. The, there's that one where uh, he's coming to check on uh, yeah, uh, Charlie. Where is he? Well, he, if you want to, if you want to know, he might be in his room jumping up and down, wearing galoshes and a pointy hat. I don't care about Neil. Where's Charlie? <laughs> we, we laugh for maybe a two minutes. He just delivers it. Missed so that whole well. scene. <laughs> we should say too, like about Tim Allen. We actually got to see him do stand up once uh, in we were, Vegas. We yeah. were in Vegas with, with our father. Uh, it was one of you guys was getting married or something. I think that was you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we had a different show. At what hotel was that? The Mirage, the Bellagio. It was where the Blue Man Group was. It was right across from that. Yeah, let's say the I Mirage. Forget. Sure, sure. One of those. Or maybe it's the Venetian. Maybe it's the Venetian. Might have been the Venetian. Might have been the Venetian. Anyways, it was one of those hotels. We walk in, there's just like a poster, like Tim Allen tonight. We're like, oh, we got like a three Well, and it's, it's funny because I mean, like, obviously we know now, like, his, he started his stand up, but like, we don't associate him with that. So we're no. like, he does stand up? That might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Say, so like, on a lark. Like, yeah, well, we were supposed to see something else tonight. We could have I think we saw, no, I think we saw oh, both we, of them. Oh, we did, okay. It was like before the Blue Man group. So we just saw that. Then we saw that's the Blue right, Man group. Right, yeah. So yeah, we got like just these like backseat. Like in a it was a smaller theater, theater, yeah. It was incredible. Oh, he blew our minds. Yeah. Absolutely blew our minds. Well, it started off great because he walked out to the Galaxy Quest right. theme. Right, yes. that's like one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever. Yeah. He igno- he's acknowledging it. Yes. I know. Like, I, I, I didn't know. I was like, does, what is Tim? I don't think with Galaxy Quest. Like, oh, that's his entrance song. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> Good that, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. No, he like. It's not repeatable on this podcast because it's for families, but his routine was really, really Yeah, it was good. definitely raunchy. Apparently, like, he, you know, because he would improvise while doing the Santa Claus, and there were times where, like, he was, he, if he started going too much, it would kind of, like, give him a little bit of break. So like, when you're Santa Claus. Uh, especially when he was doing the scenes with the elves. Like, all right, <laughs> be yeah, careful. These here. are kids. These are all children. carried away. Right. 
So I, I don't know. So we have a, well, this one friend uh, that would that loves this movie, and he had a VHS copy of it, and he insisted on watching the VHS copy of it for a long time. It's, for, it's at the point now we can't do it anymore, but for a while we would still have the one VHS player, right? Just so we can watch it on like in my bedroom <laughs> on like my my old childhood TV that had Christmas. the VHS built yeah. into it. We'd be like twenty five, like sitting on like uh, my our bed watching it like we <laughs> ten again, and it, it was always great, but. Uh, I don't know why, but he would always repeat Charlie's line when they go to Denny's, <laughs> and the woman's like, he's like, I want chocolate milk. She's like, we're out of chocolate milk. He goes, plain milk's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just become a thing we say all yeah, the time. Yeah, and that we just say all the time. Like, that's what I say whenever. That's how you express disappointment. When, whenever I'm, like, settling but disappointed, I uh, like, the shorthand for that is plain milk's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the point just, across. Very succinctly. Like, yes. Yeah. Very it, much it, so. <laughs> well, Neil has a pointed head. <laughs> All the Neil sweaters. Oh, yeah, I want some of those Neil sweaters, man. Those look, you were right about the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Did we make this? Did we make this? That's actually pretty. Bernard's wrong about basting, by the way. Basting doesn't make turkey more juicy. Yeah. You need to inject it. You need to just cook it right. A brine might it, help. Good, good brine. Yep. Yeah. If you really care about juiciness, inject, though. That yes. was, that's what you need to do. So, so Tim Allen did do a lot of uh, ad libbing throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, there's not a zillion behind the scenes things from this. I know, I've looked before, and I um, wish there would yeah. be a good. There's some, there's some retrospectives it. that come up every now and again. And that's where I found some of those details about like the the, the fake teeth and uh, yeah. shooting Santa Claus and stuff like that. Like ET had some behind the scenes stuff that they did back in '94. Uh, and they'll like prop, they'll bring it like back up and like just reshow some of that. But it's mostly like Tim Allen doing improv, like talking to him, like talking, oh yeah, comment, huh? He's a handful, you know. Yeah. That kind of hamming it yeah, up. Yeah. By the way, the reindeer animatronics, like like some of the some of the special effects obviously look very 1994, mm-hmm. like when he's being squeezed in the chimneys, yeah. when the yeah. sleigh's flying, or when the sleigh's flying. But um, the the animatronic reindeer look fantastic. Oh, they yeah. do. They look great. Like I said, they made this movie today. They'd be CG. They'd be over animated, making far too many facial expressions, and look bad. Here we got like these Amazon well, reindeer. They look fantastic. I remember even in the sequels, the reindeer they got carried away with the reindeer. They they started farting a lot and so yeah on. yeah they did. Mm-hmm. They were still animatronics, yeah. but now, for there the is, most part there is of course like one unnecessary fart joke in the Santa Claus. He like wakes up, and but it's kind of, of bed. that's a good one. Funny. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't say it's say it's good. Mostly because of Tim Allen's just oof delivery. Yeah, the way <laughs> he's like it's all in the legs. The way he's just just moving around. Also, you got to love the part where he's at Santa's workshop. He puts on like that toy tool belt, right? Yes, got to got to play into it. Got to play into it. Still, just his not only like his ad libbing of of lines or whatever, just how he delivers them, but his expressions are so. Uh, When he's like looking at the Santa Claus, there's that time where there's like parts where he like does this like weird like open giant open mouth like smile when they're saying like what's your name. Papa, like, Papa Giorgio. Giorgio. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's great. Good stuff. Good so stuff. I, I did want to say, too, like, I remember when I saw the Santa Claus, too, being very impressed how they did get everybody back for the movie. Mm-hmm. Even, like, they had to recast Judy because, like, obviously that kid grew yeah. up. Like, they got someone to look exactly like her. Yeah. I don't think Judy did much other acting either. She didn't have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I remember, like, like, oh, look at this. They got everybody back. This is great. <laughs> So Santa Claus 2, speaking of that, that came out in 2002. A, a pretty big gap there. Apparently, it took him a while to get the script right for this one. There was a lot of different writers. It, it took a bit to get going there. We saw that in Canada, didn't we? In the theater in Canada? Did we? I don't really remember. I'll be honest. I, I just remember the huge poster for it where the where that uh, the Klingon warbird was. See, uh, now I know in Canada we saw there so there was a Paramount Hours 3. Yeah. There's a par- there was a Paramount theater in Canada in Toronto that we would go to whenever we used to take vacations in Toronto and we definitely saw Tarzan there once and it had a Toy Story 2 trailer in front of uh, it. Yeah, I remember and that. And then we saw Austin Powers 3 there once. I don't remember I seeing can't. Santa Claus 2 there, I'll be honest. I could be mixed. I remember being in the lobby and seeing the trailer for um Harry Potter 2 right before. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I do too. Anyways, the Santa Claus 2, which I thought had the subtitle of the Mrs. Claus, but that's just a plot point, not a subtitle. Apparently, okay. oh, apparently a working subtitle for Santa Claus Two was the Escape Clause, which becomes the subtitle for Santa Claus Three later. Oh, no good ideas ever die at Disney. That's right. Getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, Santa Claus Two grossed 139 million dollars, so still did pretty well for itself. Um, but the, the plot of this one is that Santa has to get a wife slash Mrs. Claus, or else he stops being Santa. I mean, I saw this movie once. I don't remember very much it, about it. Except for the, there's a, the funny pat part where they have to like super magnify the glass to read the like extra legalese about the, the Mrs. Claus. The good thing with this movie, there are some really good like touchy feely moments that I, I do enjoy, especially the past few years. I've gotten more into like two and three, not three so much, but two. Like when he is uh, like 
trying to woo, you know, the yeah. the principal. And they're That's at right, the it was Christmas the principal. party because the because yeah. Charlie gets up gets in trouble because he doesn't he like do graffiti like pro Santa graffiti. Well, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, he's mad right. people don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah, that kid's getting yeah, but up. but the whole Christmas party scene where he's giving the the employees or the teachers like presents is really good, and there's some there's some great you know moments when they're on the carriage and all that and it's snowing. Yeah, it's very that. picturesque. Like there's good yeah. moments, but See, overall it's just I I thought I would like. I just haven't seen it in a long yeah, time. Two is still I will I'll watch two. Three is then there's the Santa Claus three the escape clause. I can't believe this actually came out in 2006. I thought this was newer than that. I remember seeing this one still. I, rem- I this one I saw only once, but I remember it relatively well. This one is pretty cheesy. It's pretty cheap looking too. I don't know what it is about it, but well, two and three, it's, they they really put the like the pastel colors in full blast, right? Compared to the first one, it's like too much. Yeah, like I don't know if it's like just there's you're right. There's something about the look of it that's yeah. a little bit more off putting. There's a lot like more. They, North they try stuff. a lot harder to make it like, yeah. like you have in CG your face now. Mm-hmm. Although I do like they have like the the council of like holiday creatures. You got Michael Dorn playing. The, Michael uh, Dorn was the uh, Sandman. Yeah, the the Sandman. The, the, uh, the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. He just there. passed. He just passed away. Well, the well so that was the guy who who he was in Everybody Loves Raymond, and he's in the first Santa Claus as his boss. Oh yeah. Uh, gosh, who was he? Was he played? He played a uh, Frankenstein. No, 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 no. The the talking about the Tooth Fairy. Oh, you're talking about guy from Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. So he was also one of the. He this guy he played Babe Ruth uh, in a Babe Ruth movie back in the day. I think we're still um, talking about the same person. Now. No, we're not. That's John Goodman played Babe. No, Ruth. no. This guy died maybe like less than a month ago, and I can't remember his name, and I feel bad. Tim Allen even tweeted about it. Really? Well, who am I thinking? Well, you're of? talking about Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Yeah. He plays. So he plays uh, Tim Allen's boss in the first one. Yes. Then he plays. Right. He plays one, Father Time. Father Time. He's Father Time. That's yeah. why I got confused about that one. Yes. Yeah, All right. Man, I, I feel bad. I can't remember the. Age will figure out who it is that you are talking about there. Yeah, he yeah. was Babe Ruth in the movie. So Santa Claus Three is weird. Uh, this one made eighty four point five million dollars. So we're getting diminishing returns here. The big thing here is Martin Short is playing Jack Frost, and he tricks Scott Calvin into wishing he was never Santa Claus, so that he can, so that Jack Frost can become Santa instead or something and it kind of just turns into it's a wonderful life well, like it, scott calvin sees like his life if he wasn't santa yeah it, those are the parts i like because well, just like it's, I a love wonderful it's a wonderful life. life and time travels involved in a way and all that yeah, sure so uh, that you, part you, of like, you are trying to think of art the floor art the floor that's right he just he like yeah. maybe two weeks ago okay he yeah, november away. 17th yeah okay so yeah santa claus <laughs> three is weird well, like like so Martin Short is being full on Martin but Short that, here. And that's and that, the I remember that, that pretty, from the trailers, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was pretty dated by 2006, I hate to say. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's like too much. the full on Martin Short routine there. It's 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 intense stuff. Yep. So but yeah, this it's like character oh, from was the father of the bride. Yeah, who, just you know, he screams a lot. Yeah, it's just that, but times ten. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I think they think they get worse as they go along for sure. There was not a Santa Claus for it. But that's three of the trilogy. Yeah, right. You got there. There's that's Would a lot you for like Christmas movies. Another Santa Claus somehow. No, nah, we're it's good. Fine, we're good. I think uh, it's fine. Look, I'll tell you what. They'll remake it at some point, anyways. You know I they will. Want, right? Tim Allen is such a great looking Santa. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's what makes it work. Because like, if you just said Tim Allen as Santa Claus, you're like, what? No, what? Yeah, huh? no. But and he it, puts on the charm. Very the reason well. it works is because we see that gradual progression down there. If he yeah. just like woke up one day and looked like Santa Claus, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But you see that kind of gradual build, it really does make it like you believe that it could happen. That sure. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So normally we talk about the presence that, that that the film had in the theme parks, and it's weird. Despite all, like, like there's not much Santa Claus stuff in the. Like Santa, Santa Claus, Santa Claus is at the parks every year. What are you talking about? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I wonder if that's part of it. Like, oh, there's already Santa Claus. I, I don't know. It is. So I went back to look at that. You know, they do that. They did that uh, Christmas fireworks show at Disney Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. I was like, there must be like a Santa Claus oh, sequence yeah. there. And there isn't really. Hmm. And again, I don't know if it's because like because that thing is so prep and landing based. And honestly, it's mostly like cartoon characters they show in that thing. They don't show much of live action stuff. Mm-hmm. But that still surprised me. You think they do like a quick shot of Tim Allen as Santa or something? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty. It's like at this point, it's become like iconic filmography. Right. Well, yeah. there's so many parts in that where like there's like five things being like shown at once on different buildings. Maybe I blinked and missed it. I yeah. don't know, but. I, I didn't see much there, so I, I I don't really have anything. I'm sure there had to be a prop somewhere on display at MGM Studios back in the day, right? Especially yeah, for marketing purposes. But I still don't think it was like you know a lot of the bigger uh, live action movies. It would be like this soundstage is now like the Hundred One Dalmatians like movies. Yeah, sound, the, prop the Chronicles of Narnia thing, right? Yeah, yeah, the Chronicles yeah. of Narnia, right? Exactly. So, but nothing really like that, and that's kind of weird to me because again, three movies. This was a franchise. Yeah, like the, these days, Disney would synergize the heck out of it. Yeah. Sure. 
But that was it. Like, the movies all made money. Maybe they saw the writing on the wall and right. And it's it's in this weird spot right now where it 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 doesn't feel like it gets the same respect as some of the other. 90s or maybe late 80s uh, Christmas classics. Like it, it's not revered like a Home Alone. Well, is. is it dragged down by the bad sequels? Well, I mean they're played constantly on like ABC Family and all. Yeah, that, I mean so. yeah, it does get play. Maybe Two and three, all of them. Yeah, it's hard to say. Maybe people just don't like it as much as I do. I don't know. Yeah. I love the Santa Claus. It's one. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And I guess. Like that's a question. Is it a top five Christmas movie yes. for you guys? Yes, hands down. It's a top five for me. You know, top, it's five. Probably, top three, I don't know. Top it's five maybe five, sure. but it's a top five. I'd have to think about what my top five Christmas movies. It's hard are, for me because Home Alone one and two would be in the top five. Right. So yeah. take us. So AJ. It's a Wonderful Life. Home Alone two. Five. AJ would put the Jim Carrey Grinch up there because he like you do like yeah, that. That is up there. Yeah, I want to play know, that. Do you know my number one is? Your number one is a Christmas, is it Christmas? vacation. Yeah, that's Jim. That's your friend Jim's. Is it what Christmas vacation? No. Is it Elf? No. Is it Christmas Story? No. You. I hope not. Yeah. Mm. What is it? It's our second most popular episode. Oh, I'm up at Christmas Carol. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. That makes sense too. So so I don't I don't know what it is. I don't think this cracks my top five. It's in my top ten. Okay, fair. Oh, well, man. Then, What's wrong with you? It's it is close. There's a lot of great Christmas movies. And this yeah. is very this is a very cozy Christmas movie though. I, again, I've seen it a million times and I'm always happy. Is it the funniest? It. Do you laugh the most at this one? <laughs> mm. Uh well, I don't know. Those burglar scenes at home alone. Yeah. Oh, well, my yeah. kids are at the point, point now where, well, Sophia's still a little freaked out by the idea of home invaders, I think. Livy just wants to watch just the, the, the mousetrap parts of Home Alone yeah. 1 and 2. They want to see that's, that's what Joe we've been Pesci's doing this week. Poor head on fire. Oh, yes. Oh, Liv <laughs> racks up. Good. It is to her the funniest thing I that can it. possibly happen to a human being. <laughs> you better watch out. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go wash you, my hands and get electrocuted. She's going to go Maggie Simpson. If, on if, you come to, if you come to Christmas and you have a brick imprint on your forehead, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Suck brick kid. <laughs> Suck brick kid. That should be one of the all time great movies. <laughs> there, there is no greater performance in a That's, film than him screaming yeah. when that tarantula is put on his face. Oh, was that or was it or was we getting electrocuted in the second? No, because that's right. like part special effect and it was done oh, in post. It's, it's a great that is in effect. the moment. He lets that scream out, and it's just the funniest yeah. sound ever made. No by one human. has a better scream than that. Than Did him. you guys even watch the new Home Alone? I don't know. Uh, if I can, I've heard I okay things. Yet. I don't know if I can bring I'll myself get, I'll to, get do to it. it. I don't know. If I get the kids. Well, to watch yeah, Liv, you probably watch it with you. I just don't know if I can do it. All right, guys, um, that's really everything that I have here on the Santa Claus. Very nice, great Christmas movie. Great, one of my favorites. I enjoyed watching it a lot. It's one that I could watch every year. I don't always watch it every year. Really? Not. I mean, I don't. I don't, watch, I don't watch a lot of movies anymore. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I, I definitely could. I used to watch every year again because our, our friend would make us. So that was good. <laughs> get forced. Yeah, get forced. Get forced. forced. VHS copy. I hope he still has the VHS copy. Oh, sure. <laughs> At least. So that was fun. That was fun. Uh, I'm already thinking about next year. You know, I, I, I apparently wasn't on originally, but I saw that Ernest Saves Christmas is on Disney Plus. Yeah, it is. yeah, it was just added. That's nice. That's nice. That's another fun one. So maybe mm-hmm. some some year we'll get to that. I just remember my favorite line was the one off going, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't know why. It was a funny line delivery. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what, what are we going to do for this this next main You're episode? You're up, Chris. Probably like two or three months ago at this point, I was supposed to do Hercules, but ended up doing... Rock and roller coaster instead, so I think I'll bring Hercules back. All right, we'll do Hercules for real. And we'll just figure out some kind of point five to do here if we can. And we'll yeah, we can talk about another. Chris, well, yeah, we were done like uh, just our memories of Christmas in the park. I'm not sure. I can't yeah, remember now. What to look? We had, we, it's got to be something Christmassy. We'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I think that's it. AJ, you want to take us home? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more of us at 90sdisney.com, 90sdisney.com, where you can find past, present, and future episodes of the show and links to subscribe to the podcasting service of your choice. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and join in our conversations there. Uh, that's pretty much it. If you want to email us, uh, 90sdisneypodcast at gmail.com, which, are you checking that? I just realized, I don't think I put that I'll up. Check it now phone. then. I'll take, okay. a, I'll take yeah, a look. Good. I, I need to set that up. I just, just dawned on me. I got my new phone. Never set that up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Have a happy holiday. Yes. And we'll see you next time right here Very on 90s. Happy holidays. <laughs>